Hello everybody and welcome to another episode. My name is Jed Shepard and I am your host. Today we are speaking to an actor who is in a show that is essentially my favourite show of all time. You know what show it is because I've been interviewing other people from this particular show and you know how enthusiastic I am about it. And this particular person plays a character with such an interesting character arc. Probably the most interesting character arc besides maybe Laura and maybe Kimmy um, in, the, in the whole show. Um, I am speaking to none other than Dana Ashbrook. Hello, Dana. Hi, how are you doing, man? I'm very good, thank you very much. H- how are you? Are you in San Diego? San Diego? No. Um, I'm in New York. I live in New York. Ah, I, I, oh, I was born in San Diego. I grew up there, but I moved to LA when I was 18 and right. lived there for 20 years, and now I live in New York. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I'm um, calling you all the way from, from London, um, which is where you'll be in a, in a, in a couple of weeks uh, as part of the Twin Peaks uh, UK convention. Are you looking forward? Yeah, next weekend. I am. I am. I love coming in. I love Lindsay. And, uh, you know, it's always great to, to come to London. I love that city so much. So it's uh, always great to come. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it'll be good, to, be good to have you here because Twin Peaks, um, I mean, some people might think of it as, as an American show, but it really fits the British sensibility of, of that kind of like, not that feeling of <laughs> doom and kind of bleakness. Um, it's kind of like a British thing as well. And, and in my mind, when I was growing up watching Twin Peaks, in my mind, it was very kind of like a, a British type type show because it wasn't the glitzy kind of Hollywood shows we were used to. It was, it, it was more, I don't know, it felt more real to me. Um, what is it like being on one of the most like beloved cult shows of all time? Just... Right. Um, you know, it's, I don't really, uh, I don't look at it that way. I mean, it's clear that people love it and it's a great, you know, it's a great show, but you know, as far as it like being the greatest or whatever, all that stuff, I don't write stuff like that. So okay. but it's, um, it's been definitely the best thing that I've ever done in my career, you yeah. know, wise. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's the most artful and, um, you know, uh, just sort of like brilliant thing that I've ever, I've ever been involved with. So I was lucky to just be, uh, you know, a part of it really, honestly. Uh, that's the way I always felt was like, you know, it's this great thing and I just, I just don't want to mess it up kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you definitely didn't. And you got your opportunity in, in the new series to, to, for us to see a different side of Bobby, to see a different side of, of you really. Um, and what did you think when you first, well, first of all, when you, when you knew Twin Peaks was coming back, did you know straight away that you would be coming back to it? Was that, was just that, that part of the, the whole conversation? Um, well, I, I heard about it through the tweet, I think the tweet about the gum coming back in the style. And then I That's started right. texting everybody that, that I knew, you know, Kenny, Machen, Cheryl, Cheryl and James, everybody just kind of saying what, what's going on. Uh-huh. And, um, and, uh, no one really knew anything that much except for, I think Kenny knew something and maybe, uh, Cheryl Ann, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. Um, we were actually about to go, me and, uh, uh, Shirley were about to go to London, um, the London Festival, actually, in, like, yeah. 2015 or 20, I don't even remember what year it was. Mm-hmm. 
And we were about to go there, actually, when David called Cheryl and said, yeah, well, it's going to happen and you're going to be in it. And she said, oh, well, I'm going to go see Dana right now. Is he going to be in it? And I said, yeah, he's going to be in it. So I knew I was going to be in it, but I had no idea what capacity at all. I mean, I didn't know whether it was going to just be a cameo or what. I didn't know how many episodes it was. I didn't know anything other than <laughs> I was just going to be involved. So, so when you lucky, you know, lucky to just be involved, honestly. Oh, yeah. And and you were definitely involved in in such a like a, a different way like you've seen like some of the characters have remained quite static throughout the 20 odd years since the since the second series but your character there's a development and he's changed and he's and he's trying to he's trying to do everything right this time um you must when he when he saw that you must have been so happy with with uh, with how bobby's progressed yeah, it was great. I mean, you know, there was a lot of speculation going up to that point of just like kind of wondering what the hell was going to have happened to old Bobby. But, um, yeah, no, it was great. It was so much fun to be able to play a little arc and to have that sort of, you know, vision that my father had of me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, so many years ago kind of proved out to be a, a, a true vision and, and, uh, you know, it's clear that, that the apple doesn't fall from, from the, far from the tree is not our daughter, you know, kind of, kind of was following in our footsteps as we, as a younger, as we were when we were younger. But, yeah. um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me to play, uh, you know, to play. So I always wanted to be part of the bookhouse boy. So, it's fun <laughs> yeah. <to do. laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and like, I mean, you, you never know if a TV show is going to be able to capture that same type of kind of audience, same type of passion as the original, because it's ever, ever decreasing returns, really, for, for like remakes and sequels and stuff. But I found that the new Twin Peaks is so, was so good. And I think it, it kind of sideswiped people. I think people didn't realize how good it would be. And like, for me, it's it's right up there with, with the series one and Twin Peaks. It's just absolutely brilliant. And some of the ideas that 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 David brought into it is like just lives with me now. Just just like because he doesn't explain things. Like how was it on set? Mm-hmm. Did you know what was going on? Did you did he give you any clues as to where the story was going? Uh no 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 not at all. I mean you know it's it's uh, you know uh, like clearly my character really never delved too much into the sci-fi element of the show, but mm-hmm. in, in, in the new series, the new season, I got to get a little more involved in that stuff as far as like the, the thing that my mom finds in the chair and has the notes in it with the coordinates and the time and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so that was fun to get to get to do that kind of stuff and, and to kind of get into the, the sort of, you know, science fiction end of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Don Davis, uh, character of, you know, Major Briggs was really, uh, mm-hmm. really quite involved in all of that stuff. So the Black Lodge and the, you know, the, the, the alien stuff and all, all that stuff. He, he was highly involved in it. So it makes sense that, you know, I picked up some of that. Uh, see, I, I love all that stuff. I, I love, I love Twin Peaks as the kind of, uh, drama about a girl going missing and, but then it's all the crazy stuff that I also like absolutely love because it, it sets it apart from other shows. And, um, I think the fact that we were so lucky to have David Lynch essentially making like about 15 movies in, in one TV show here. Um, it's just, it's, it's just amazing. Like felt like really blessed to, to have that, like being part of like the main cast of a, of a TV show like this, like, do you, 
at the time, I mean, when you he, when he filmed the original series, you probably didn't know how special it was going to be, how long it would live with people. But doing this new show, did you did you know what you were getting into? Did you know that you were essentially making event television? Um, well, I mean, you know, I knew it would have the potential to be, you know, that, but you never know, you know, God, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, once you start having expectations, that's when disappointment comes in. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I just basically was just kind of keeping an even keel on it. I was very excited to be a part of it. And I was super stoked to go up there and work and, mm-hmm. and, uh, get to work, you know, with everybody again and stuff like that. So that was all super fun for me. I, and the end result was going to be what it was. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I, I just had total, total trust that David would, you know, keep it, keep it keep it fresh and keep it awesome and, and, mm-hmm. and do his thing and, and he clearly did and mm-hmm. you know it's the kind of show where you could watch each episode probably you know 10 times and get something different out of it every time yeah. you know it's uh, it's a very uh, it's a very rich show with complex shit you know it really is like it's probably the only show where if someone asks you what happened in the last episode, you would have you wouldn't be able to to kind of explain it, but you all you know is the feeling you had while watching it was elation and just joy in watching something so special. Um, so yeah. <laughs> let's talk about like David Lynch. So Kimmy told me um, that her process on set, David Lynch wouldn't give her any scripts. He would essentially have her sit in her position, uh, get her to a mark, and then go, "All right, Kimmy." Do you know your lines? And she'd be like, "What lines? You haven't given me anything yet." And then he would go, "Okay, say this." And then she would say, almost like parrot back what he, what he said because she's got a good memory for, for for like lines. What what was the process? Did you were you given a script? Were you given any kind of like like tips from from David on set? How did it work for you? Um, well, I got all the as soon as they told me I was involved in the closing deal and everything, they sent me my pages, just the pages that you know, it's a five hundred page script, so I got like maybe fifteen, twenty pages okay. of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I looked at it and read it and got all you know prepared and did all that stuff and I went out there and did it. And uh yeah, I always got my lines first. In the movie, um, Firewalk with me, there was a scene like that with me and David where he just told me what to say and I kinda of just said it. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, it was the scene when I was in the uh, phone booth talking to I think Jacques Renault trying yeah. to make a drug deal, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like Santa Claus, it's Christmas time, and all that bullshit. <laughs> so um, I think David, you know, basically fed me those lines that I did. But but most of the time, I always did exactly what it said in the script. Honestly, right, right. exactly. Yeah, it's like I walked in. It says it says Bobby Briggs walks in, sees a picture of uh, Laura Palmer, and starts to cry. You know, I mean, it's. it's that's basically what it said, and that's what I did. And uh, you know, so it's like it's like that before when Bobby was like a, a cool pop off guy. He, you know, everything cool that Bobby did was always given to idea. You know. <laughs> and um, when you when you first well in the first se- season, like what was your what was your feeling feeling about it? Did you think it was going to be a success, or did you think it was a little bit too weird for it to be something that would catch on in, in the zeitgeist? Because I can't imagine. Um, the the new one or the old one? The old one, the old one. Oh, the old one, yeah, no, I had no idea. You know, I had no clue at, at all. I mean, at that point, I was 22 years old. I'd only been in L.A. for like four years. I, mm-hmm. I'd only done some movies, never done a series before. I didn't even know really what that world was. I had no idea. No, at that time, TV wasn't 
you know, it was, it's not like now where everyone does TV. You know, back then it was like people did movies or they did TV. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It was like George Clooney sort of broke that mold with the, uh, you know, going out of the PR and yeah. going into movies. And, and, you know, so, um, you know, I, 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 I had no idea that it would ever be around for as long as it has been or have this devoted following or any of that. No, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it really is, and the fact that it's almost like like fan service that it came back because it's such a beloved series, and people almost like clambered for it to to come back. and And David Lynch must have been asked it so many times, like, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? Um, and he finally brought it back in a form that's that really doesn't feel like it's che- cheated the fans that have waited this long. It doesn't feel like it's um, just retreading old ground. It feels like it's something new and fresh and something we've never seen before which is which is which is really interesting um so where yeah yeah i mean i i knew he wasn't going to do some the same thing again yeah anyway. so if he if david was told by the network that he has a budget to make another series um and he says okay bobby's in it again what would you want your character to do what is there something that you wish he would do but he hasn't done yet in, in twin peaks What's next? What's next? You must have uh, some man, ideas about you know, your character. I, I don't really think like that. I mean, Come on. You know, the only thing I would say is that I wish that, you know, Bobby would get back together with Shelly because yeah. I always kind of had hope for them to work, work out. But That's but where I was going. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't, like, you know, it's like, you know, speculating that kind of stuff, I could never come up with the shit they come up with. There's just no way. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I can try to come up with the weirdest thing and they laugh me off the set. You know what I mean? If I tried to come up with my own thing. So, um, I, I just would hope that, you know, I'd be involved. That's all I would care about. And, yeah. you know, I, I'd work with these people any, any time. There's no hesitation on any of our parts ever, really. Mm-hmm. Would you want to see Bobby do some Black Lodge stuff and some some crazy backwards talking <laughs> in the red room yeah uh, I, I you know hey I, I took a trip in the red room I, I, I've never spent anywhere near any time near the red room but yeah. I would definitely uh, take a trip in there I would love a trip in there and see what happens <laughs> to little Bobby in there man I think that's the ultimate thing for, for a, tw- a Twin Peaks actor to get the opportunity to, to go there and uh, get, get, get in the red room yeah do some dancing I know, yeah. do some... that's right all I can do is, uh, you know, listen to some stories from Shirley and Ray and, you know, Kyle and, and Al Strobel posting great yeah. bedroom stories. <laughs> and so who do you get on with? On say, are there particular people that you love working with who, who you see all the time? Who's the people um, you get on with the most? Well, I mean, Kim, Kimmy and I were friends before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've known her the longest, really. And Grace, I've known for since I was like 19, because Grace Zabriskie was the mother of my girlfriend when I was 19. Uh-huh. She's the mother of my girlfriend when I was 19, best friend, if you can get to right. that place. Okay. So she was like, <laughs> I met her a couple times, and then I, you know, ended up working with her later. But, um, you know, uh, you know, Machen, Shirley, uh, Kenny, Horace. Uh, you know, Sabrina Sutherland, you know, um, I love them all, man. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody. I can't wait to hang out with some new, the new people that I've met, like Chad. We got to put Chad, John Pirocello, and, yeah. uh, you know, Christabel, I don't know very well. So I'm like, mm-hmm. time to spend with them in London. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm speaking to but, all of know, those guys. I mean, it's like, <laughs> 
Oh, you are. Good. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> John's a sweetheart, and Chris is both super sweet. But I don't know them that well, so I'm excited to get to know them better. And yeah. And um, um, you know, I mean, you know, James. Everybody, we've all just remained, you know, close and uh, you know, a phone call away for sure. That's good. That's good. Um, so I'm going to briefly go on to some of the other non-Twin Peaks things you've worked on. You've worked with a director that I think is extremely underrated. Um, and I think, and uh, you're probably trying to rack your brains who I'm talking about, but it's someone who is so inventive, but maybe he hasn't had the right projects with the right budget to, to make ex- things exactly how he wants. But Anthony Hickox, who I think is really, really underrated. So um, you worked with him on Waxworks, which I think is a really, really interesting horror movie. Um, and it gets even more interesting in, in Waxworks too. Um, what, what's your experience yeah. on, on Waxworks? Oh man, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah. it was, uh, I was like, you know, that was the first was it? I think I shot it in the 80, 88 or 89. You know, I was like 19, 20 years old. And, yeah. and I, thought, I thought Anthony was the coolest guy I'd ever met. He was like super cool. He was English. He had this, he had this giant Cadillac convertible <laughs> uh, car that he was chewing around LA in that was like, had suicide back doors. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, I remember he, like, rented out, or not rented it out, but got this club, this big, like, this really, really posh, you know, fancy nightclub in L.A. Mm-hmm. to open up during the day so we could go there and screen, like, his new, his short film that he directed. So we went to, like, this club and watched it during the day, and we all rode there in his catalog. <laughs> he was just super cool. And, and you know, I loved working with him. I, I, you know, I loved his brother and his sister, Emma and James. I became friends with both of them. Their That's mom, nice. Anne, was great. I, I hung out with their dad, Douglas, a couple times. <laughs> I was really close to their family, actually, for a while in the 80s and 90s. And then, you know, everybody just kind of went their own ways. But, yeah. no, Anthony's an awesome director, awesome guy, great person. I love think him. so. I just don't think he, he had the right... He was given the right project because he also worked with him on Sundown, the Vampire Retreat as well. Uh, yeah, which I yeah, think is yeah, another yeah, underrated great, movie, man. which which I, I enjoyed think so too. I mean, you know, he yeah. shot that thing on seventy millimeter. I think it's anamorphic. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, you know, she she did some amazing stuff. And I wish he would get more, more money to do movies again. I, I don't yeah. know what he's been doing. I mean, I know he's working here and there, but yeah, yeah I think you're totally right. If he got if he got a good budget, he would make something happen yeah for sure I, I know a lot of people who who really really like his stuff and he really was doing some real inventive things and i feel like now he'd be appreciated in, in the kind of he'd maybe even get to to do like a, a superhero movie his own way now that got like guardians of the galaxy and those kind of like off kilter big budget movies are, yeah. are, are popular um so you also in in return yeah, of the living sure. dead 2 as well which is another real like favorite of mine i really love return of the living dead um <laughs> you and that and that was one of the that's that so was, funny. yeah 1988 that was same year as waxwork um you did that. yeah i was like first living dead 2 is the first movie i ever did it was the first big movie i ever did you <laughs> yeah. know like as far as being a big part and uh-huh. and you know as far as in the zombie movie in the return of the living dead you know order of things it's okay i mean it's like you know kind of it's beloved that, comedy but people I like love the that first movie one better the punk rock one i mean the first I one like is better yeah <laughs> but i often yeah, wear a return to live and dead one. 2 t-shirt like uh, like uh, it, i think it's i think it's a really really good movie um my wife's mother was the lead in uh day of the dead 
Really? Wow. Wow. Her name's Lori Cardell, yeah. She's a, she's a female lead in Romero's Day of the Dead. Zombies seem to follow you around, yeah. Small world. <laughs> um, you're also in like Ghost Dad as well, which was a film that I rented out on VHS multiple times, multiple times. Um, and wow. yeah, what's your experience on Ghost Dad? Um, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was like a little kids movie, you know, and, uh, Sidney Poitier directed it, so mm-hmm. it was just an honor to just be kind of hanging around with him, and, um, you know, Cosby was there before all the controversy with him, so, yeah, you know, but it was a bunch of kids, so yeah, it wasn't yeah, exactly yeah. that kind of atmosphere around mm-hmm. there, you know, like that kind of, of course, yeah, then, yeah, you yeah. know, I clear, clear, I was clearly not not his type you know i was uh you know a, a, a boy yeah um yeah. but but um you know uh it was great you know it was, it was a big studio movie for me yeah. I, I hadn't done anything as big as that so you know working with Sidney Poitier was the main awesome thing for me in that yeah it must have been awesome working with him and this was this was just before Twin Peaks right this was just before well, it was off actually it. after the pilot we, we ah, shot the pilot already we right, hadn't okay. been picked up yet though awesome awesome um and then after twin peaks you did an episode of the Out, outer limits as well which is obviously yeah, one of the I other did, yeah, I great that. shows other ones. yeah i love doing that i love all i love all that sci-fi stuff i love like twin uh, twilight zones one of my favorite movies, uh television shows the old twilight zones oh yeah i just love them so it really reminds me of that. The Outer Limits kind of stuff. Actually, the uh, Outer Limits stuff really reminds me of that. So yeah. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. Little little small, you know, anthology series stuff. But yeah. a little message in there, like Black Mirror and stuff like that. I love oh, it. Oh, I love Black Mirror, it. yeah. It's great. And it's of course, so you uh, you had a run in Dawson's Creek as well, which is uh, which is another great, great show. You in nine episodes? As Rich yeah, Rinaldi. Yeah, I did like a little bit. I did, uh, I played, uh, Pacey's boss at, like, basically the last season of Dawson's Creek. They took whatever popular movies there were of those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And made storylines for their characters in the show. And, and Josh Jackson's character's storyline was basically the movie Boiler Room. Oh, right. So he joins some investment firm and gets fucked over by his boss, me, who I, I played you know, his boss. And then Ray Wise actually played my boss, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. <laughs> but a lot of Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks people went to uh, Dawson's Creek, yeah. Oh, like Sherilyn and, and, and mm. Machen. Yeah, they all did uh, different arcs on it. Oh, nice. That's interesting. And um, out of um, all of the, all the stuff that you've done, what would you say? What would you want to recommend to people if you were, if they could pick like two things that you've done, two or two or three things that you've done in your back catalogue? What would be the the things besides Swim Pigs, of course? What would be the things that you'd want people mm. to watch? Mm, well, I did a TV movie called Brian Clyde that was pretty good, um, okay. and I have a couple movies coming up that are coming out. Like on like Netflix and VOD and that kind of thing. Um, there's one called Restraint, one called uh, Getting Great, and yeah. I just did one about early onset Alzheimer's that, that'll be coming out called uh, Ice Cream in the Cupboard, and uh, what else? Um, what kind of movie right now called Premise? Harmless is a movie that is in development. I'm okay. Not, I haven't shot it yet. Okay. So, so what's Framing John DeLorean about? Uh, Femme Dandelion is awesome. It's, um, it's 
basically uh, a, a documentary that they took. You know, there's a lot of footage from the FBI uh, of John DeLorean because they were setting him up for uh, for a thing and mm-hmm. bringing him basically. Um, and so what happened was they were shooting this documentary and decided to do some of the documentary footage, like recreate it with real actors. Um, right. and, um, and so they did that and we did that. And it was like, you know, Alec Baldwin played DeLorean and they had all these really cool people like Josh Charles and Dean Winners and Marina Baccarin John as well. Polito and oh. uh, what's that? Marina Baccarin. He's brilliant. Yeah. 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 She plays DeLorean's wife. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just like all these awesome actors. I don't even know how I got involved, but I was just lucky. <laughs> they, they were big Swinhead fans, actually, the, the two people that did the show. Yeah. So, um, it's really cool, man. I got I got to work with Alex Baldwin, and, you know, he's always been, like, a big a big hero of mine. I was not a hero, but I always have looked up to him as oh, an yeah. actor. You know, yeah, I think of he's course. a fucking great actor, so. Yeah. Um, Where can we see and that, I've then? probably watched him more than anyone I've ever worked with before. You know what I mean? Like, Alec Baldwin. I've never worked with someone yeah. that I've watched so many years, you know, on so many different movies and TV <laughs> yeah. shit and so much. So it was kind of surreal for me. So where where can we watch Frame and John DeLorean? Because that looks that does look like something I'd want to watch. Is that going to be on Netflix or What's something? That? Where where can we watch Frame uh, and John? One, I, 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 it's not out yet. They they they're still finishing it. I think okay. it just got locked up like about a month ago. Right, and, right. Um, I think they're trying it for film festivals is really what I think they're doing now. I really okay. don't know, but you know it's going to come out at some point. But there's yeah. another John DeLorean movie out there too. Um, oh. I, I don't know. That one's, I think, just all narrative. I don't I think it's all fiction or based on, you know, whatever it is. Uh, right, right. Maybe not fiction, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's like narrative, it's not like a documentary. So, okay. um, but I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Yeah. So. And the other things you've got coming out, you said uh, Getting Grace. What's that's what's that about, and where can we where can we find it? Getting Grace is a Getting Grace is like a comedy that uh, this cat named Dan Roebuck wrote and directed and starred in. And he you maybe know him from The Fugitive. Uh, okay. He was one of the FBI guys that was on Tommy Lee Jones' team mm-hmm. um, in The Fugitive, and he's a great great character guy and so great, just a great great guy. And so he made this movie that about a girl that gets cancer and she's trying to figure out what happens when she dies. So she goes and makes friends with the local mortician and some guy that's like some, some spiritual guru and, you know, a priest and tries to figure out what happens when she dies. And she's also trying to make sure that her mom's going to be okay after she dies because her mom's not handling her death very well. Yeah. But it's told in like a comedy kind of way. It's all yeah. really supposed to be really funny. And so, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's his, it's his sort of vision, and he did it all, and I just kind of stepped in and did my little part and got out of there. But yeah. um, So that, Getting Grace is uh, it's a sweet, sweet film. It did really well. It's doing really well. That'll be coming on Netflix, oh, like, great. Soon, I think, in November. And Restraint's your other one. Restraint is... Restraint is just about to get released. Um, it is about uh, a, a guy that has an older guy that has a younger wife, and she's crazy. And, uh, I have a daughter as well. And, um, you know, she, she, she's this crazy, crazy person that I slowly sort of reveals herself throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just like a really, it's a really fucking dark, dark, dark sort of. Sounds good. Know, really dark piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy that did it, it was a huge Twin Peaks fan. So he kind of wrote the part for me. Right. Okay. You know, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was fun. It came out better than I thought it would. Do you get that quite a lot that people see you in Twin Peaks, especially like the first couple of seasons, and just think, okay, 
We're gonna get we're gonna get Dana to to play a, a Bobby character type character. Have have you seen noticed that? Not enough. Career? I wish more people would do it. I wish more <laughs> people would do that. Um, not enough. Um, yeah, you know, I I thought to I mean, I, I I you know people wanted me to play a bad guy. You know, and you try to like mix it up and play a good guy once in a while and stuff yeah. like that. But you know, I'll shut up for anything in these days, and I'm not so picky. Yeah, well, well, because you've seen a different side of yourself in in the new Twin Peaks, people won't just typecast you as the the kind of uh, the bad boy anymore, really. I'm assuming. Yeah, right. I mean, it's I, I go in and I play. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, being a white uh, male in the fifties now, though, it's like a lot of the parts are for like bad guys, like asshole, like yeah, yeah, asshole yeah, yeah. businessmen. So it kind of yeah. works out. But yeah, no, I get play, I get I get auditions for like uh, normal guys too. So it's it's fun to play both. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm definitely not. I lean towards more the normal guy than I do the bad guy. I promise you. Yeah, well, I think now after after New Twin Peaks, people find you a little bit more uh, warm. Hello? Hello, Dan. I think we got cut off there. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know <laughs> what happened. Sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, you also in the fir- very first thing you, you've done, I noticed, was um, Attack of the Killer Tom- Tomatoes, or Tomatoes, in 1978, uh-huh. which is also where, uh-huh. well, the second one is where George Clooney came from. That was one of George Clooney's first parts, um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 2. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's one my mom was married to the guy that was the lead in it and that produced it. Uh, it, it was that was his son, the Nurse UP, right? Oh, okay. So these guys had this film company where they would go and shoot like football games and stuff like that. They had all they basically took all their equipment and decided to make this movie. Uh, you know, Tiger Stars Mayos. And uh, so they got everyone that was around San Diego at the time. Like, I, I was 11, and my mom, you know, we were all sort of in the acting world. So my mom, and it was on that catamaran, the scene where I'm on the catamaran. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm 11 years old, and my mom and my sister are on that as well. They're with me on that thing, too. They're in the scene, too. Um, yeah, so I did that. But, and then when I was in L.A., you know, they, they were shooting me. You know, I'd grown up and moved to L.A. They were shooting the sequel. And uh, I remember I came across my my table at some point, but I was not even available to do it. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying George Clooney got my seconds, but George Clooney, you know, definitely got my seconds. But that was way before uh, he was George, uh, George Clooney he is now, though. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And what what would you ideally want to do? Like, uh, if there isn't a new series of uh, Twin Peaks, which I think there will be because... It was it done so well and everyone loved it. Critically, critically acclaimed. If there isn't, what would what would you want to do? Where where do, do you see your career going? What kind of parts do you want? Oh man, I don't know. I uh, I just hope to keep working. I, I just I, you know there's, there's such a wide array of parts that are available out there. There yeah. seems to be a lot of you know a, 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 
deluge of like fucking policemen and lawyers and doctors and stuff like that that I get auditions for all the time. So yeah. it's you know I, I I'll play anything. I don't care. I just, okay. I just like to I like to do different stuff all the time. Like I'm playing a scientist in this movie I'm I'm doing right now, and nice. you know it's just it's uh, you know I I like to try all sorts of different shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's hard for me to like think of a role that I really want to do. Also, it's not hard. You know, the only one that always comes to mind is playing like Don Quixote and Man of the Launcher. But no I way. I gotta wait a few more years for that. That would be that would be damn awesome. Yeah. yeah, so you get that going over there in London, I'll come over there. Yeah, it. I don't know if I told you, but you know, I'm a, fil- I'm a filmmaker myself, and I, I oh, right on. No, yeah, I, I was just over there in LA at the um, at a film festival. Um, two, it was two film festivals. Um, I was over there with a short, actually, uh, in LA, LA Shorts and some other one at the uh, Chinese theater there. Bobby Briggs is is like one of the seminal characters, like in TV, in TV, I think. And I don't understand. Oh why. yeah, well, people don't care. People don't care. Do you think? People don't care. You have to keep 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 auditioning. You know what I mean? People are. Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's always a struggle. Nothing comes easy. You can never rely on anything. You know what I mean? Like that. I, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't think. You can't assume that stuff, or you just be disappointed. So. Okay. I just keep my nose to the grind, so keep working, and, and hopefully people rely on me. That's the way I look at it. You know? Okay. Well, if I ever make anything in LA, which I'm bound to shortly. Then um, I'll contact you, and you can be in whatever I do. That's a promise. Absolutely, that's a deal. All right, I'm in. Good. I'm in, man. And I promise you, don't. You, I won't make you have to have to be a, a police officer or anything like that. You can be someone original. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That'll be fun. Deal. Okay, man. Well, that's that's really it. I just wanted to kind of speak to you uh, because you're over right, here man. very very soon um, next week in as part of the Twin Peaks convention. Um, so you're going to be surrounded by Twin Peaks fans saying how great you are. So, <laughs> you, do you enjoy that kind of thing? Yeah, you... my favorite people. <laughs> people. People that love me, I love them right back. <laughs> and they really do. Um, yeah, it's fun. To, it's fun. To, it's fun to meet the fans. You know, it's fun to meet the fans that really know the show and stuff because they all have so much, so much, you know, yeah, involvement in it and they think about it and know about it. So it's always a pleasure to meet those people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think now, now your character's gone through this arc and is more a more lovable character than ever before. I think the Twin Peaks fans, especially in the UK, will definitely like embrace you like physically and mentally just because of, of what you did in the new series. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really pleased I got to speak to you, Dana, and um, I hope to see you and also work with you soon. I'm sure I will. <laughs> Okay, man. I'm in. Cool. Let me know. Podcasts are a contract. You can't back out now. All right, buddy. <laughs> cool. I'll, 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 I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.